I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Next is now. The opioid epidemic continues to be a big issue around the country and especially here in Utah. A new study coming out of the University of Utah has found a new way to address it. According to the study, mindfulness can help reduce opioid use as well as chronic pain. We wanted to dig a little deeper on that today and a little sidestep from a lot of what's happening in the political world today because this is a crucial conversation uh, and has lasting impact in so many different ways and so many different places. We're really pleased to be joined on the program now by Dr. Eric Garland. He's the lead author of the study and director of the Center of Mindfulness and Integrative Health Intervention Development at the University of Utah. He's been called the most prolific author of mindfulness research in the world. And uh, Dr. Garland, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Happy to be here. So this is one that is uh, near and dear to me. Uh, I suffered from chronic pain for about 30 years, and uh, mindfulness uh, has been a crucial part uh, of my world. And I am a, uh, a deep believer, and this has so many ramifications. So for our listeners who may not be so aware of what mindfulness is, uh, describe it for us just a little bit and how you're actually applying that as it relates to chronic pain and especially opioid misuse. Sure, I'd love to. So mindfulness is is a form of mental training. I like to think of it as like mental exercise in the same way that, you know, you do physical exercise to strengthen the, the health of the body. We can do mental exercise to strengthen the health of the mind and the brain. And so specifically, we teach patients mindfulness to cope with pain by focusing their attention on, on the sensations in their body while at the same time separating those sensations from their emotional reactions to the sensations. So when somebody's experiencing pain, it oftentimes is very upsetting to them. It, it, gets, them, it gets them angry. It gets them sad. It, gets them, it makes them feel stressed out. And actually those negative emotions can increase the experience of pain in the brain. So we teach people to use mindfulness to separate out their emotional reactions and to just break down the sensation of pain into feelings of warmth or tightness or tingling. And in focusing on any one of those sensations, patients find that it actually alleviates the overall experience of pain as a whole. Yeah, There's one other way that we use mindfulness to help, help patients uh, in, in the study, and that was we taught, we taught patients to use mindfulness to actually gain greater self-awareness of their opioid use and, and also greater self-control over their opioid use. Mm. So patients 
started to become aware of why they were taking the opioid. Were, were they taking the opioid merely out of habit? Were they taking it to relieve their pain, their physical pain? Or maybe they were taking the opioid to alleviate their stress or their anxiety or other negative emotions. Yeah. This, this... And, and to help, help people to get, get insight into that and, and, and make good decisions about, about um, their health. Yeah, it, this is so important. And, and when you're experiencing pain, and I, I think it's the same, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain, uh, you're really dealing with three kinds of pain, uh, that you have the, the current pain that, that you're feeling. You have the the memory of past pain and how awful it was last time or what it did if you ended up in the hospital or an emergency room. And then you have this projection forward of if this pain continues, I'm going to miss my daughter's dance recital or, or her soccer game. Uh, and it creates this vicious cycle uh, and the mindfulness for me anyway was that ability to be present so that you're making all of those choices uh, in a more positive, more intentional way rather than, as you said, doctor, uh, just reacting of, well, you know, I got to take this or I, I got to respond to it this way. Uh, it's, it's a much more intentional way of dealing with pain. Exactly. Very, that's very well said. And, and the patients in our study found that sometimes in the moments uh, when they normally would have taken an opioid to alleviate their pain, if they practice mindfulness instead in that moment, that it actually decreased their pain so much that they really didn't need to take the opioid in that moment. They could actually push out their dose um, until the next time they, they, they needed to take the pill. So in this way, patients were able to actually cut their opioid use. Um, and this, I, I want to point out here, this is really for patients who wanted to do that. So yes. if the patient wasn't interested in reducing their opioid use, then that was fine too, and, and those folks still got pain relief. But for for those people who actually wanted to reduce their use, they were they were they were able to do so significantly with the help of mindfulness. Yeah, and I want you to dig in for just a second, uh, Doctor, on on this choice in terms of of using an opioid or a, a pain reliever of some sort or another. Uh, because again, there's there's sort of that mental gymnastics, which is exhausting for chronic pain sufferers. Of you know, your suddenly your your pain is at a seven or an eight on the pain scale, and so you're remembering back, you're projecting forward, and then you're thinking, okay, if I take something, uh, that's going to knock me out for three hours. But then I might have to call in late for work, and then I have to do this. But then maybe you have an argument with your spouse, and it's like, oh, forget it, I'll just take something. Uh, and it's sort of that mental gymnastics that is, I think, exhausting for chronic pain sufferers. Uh, and it seems to me that in your study, it sh- you're showing that you can change that dynamic and kind of get out of that mental gymnastics with some really focused mindfulness. Exactly. And it, re- and it really is exhausting for folks going through this process. And pain affects pe- every part of a person's life from you know, their ability to function at work and in relationships to their, to their mood state. You know, and pain actually ca- can cause depression. And it's notable that in this study we showed that the mindfulness therapy significantly improved people's ability to to function well in everyday life, and it also significantly reduced their depression and and increased their sense of well-being. Yeah. So for people who are are either dealing with this themselves or have a family member or a loved one who's dealing with chronic pain or or a significant opioid use, uh, what are some of the best resources? Where should they be looking to start down this path of, of mindfulness? Great question. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good resources out there um, on the internet and in the community. Um, there are uh, it, it can be difficult to sift through some of those resources. The, the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health has informational resources for people who are interested in learning more about mindfulness. 
and uh, the Center on Mindfulness and Integrative Health Intervention Development at the University of Utah that I direct, we, we, we offer uh, additional research studies providing mindfulness-based therapy to people who are suffering from chronic pain and also who may be experiencing problems with opioids. So, that, so we want to be a resource for the community, too. Fantastic. This is a, uh, a crucial study, and this is a crucial conversation in our community. And I can tell you the things that Dr. Garland is talking about, the things that have come out in this study, uh, are transformational. Uh, they can change your world if you're out there and you're struggling either on the chronic pain side of things or if you've become dependent on opioids in that process. Uh, mindfulness is a big part of the solution. And uh, Dr. Eric Garland, again, is the lead author of the study and director of the Center of Mindfulness and Integrative Health Intervention Development at the University of Utah. Uh, Dr. Garland, thank you so much for bringing this to light. Great research and great insight. This will transform a lot of lives and impact a lot of families and our community. Thanks for your work. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for, for talking about this important study. All right. Again, that's Dr. Eric Garland uh, from the University of Utah. And this is a, a crucial conversation, I'm telling you. And just learning those simple skills, uh, it's exhausting. Chronic pain is exhausting in every way, shape, or form. And it doesn't just impact an individual. It impacts a family and it impacts community and business. Uh, and mindfulness is part of the solution. And I encourage you, if you're struggling or you have a loved one who's struggling with chronic pain or opioid use in connection with that chronic pain, uh, start, reach out, uh, get some help. Uh, there are solutions. There are things that can make life a whole lot better. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.